You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, we're back. Going live, Eric. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I don't know how many people will be watching this live. We'll probably put the replay up on our YouTube uh, channel. But for all of you who don't know what's going on and don't know why, you haven't seen. I'll tell you what, Eric. The last time we did this was June of last year. No way. Does it feel that long? No, it feels like we were just doing this a month ago. Right? Uh, it's been a while. So this is this is our casual Friday broadcast, podcast, uh, Even though we're both show, pressed up. webcast. Yeah, right. Um, and so if you haven't watched this before, this is where Eric and I, or if Eric's not around, other advisors in the office, go through a few charts that caught our eye during the week where we can talk a little bit about markets, talk casually about markets. We're not going to get into too much nitty gritty. We're not getting into um, any vectors uh, or or logarithmic trading functions. Yes, um, we are getting into uh, strictly. Um, no, let me see if I can change my microphone. See, we're getting back into the swing of things. Um, we we are not getting into too much nitty gritty, not too much jargon. We're just getting down to brass tacks. Um, I think we can start by just recognizing that this week, the first week of January, the first trading week of 2022 was bad. <laughs> um, stocks I were down. That. Bonds were down. Eric, you want to take a stab at which of the indices was the worst this week? Uh, NASDAQ. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, you want to take a guess at how much it was down or do you know this number already? I do not know this number, but I don't know. Four percent. Nice. A little bit more than four and a quarter. Four point two eight percent. S and P was down one point seven. Dow was almost flat, down just a little bit more than a tenth of a percent. Uh, uh, international developed markets were actually up slightly this week. Interestingly, it's about um, time. But here you go. Here's another one. The Bloomberg's Bar- Bloomberg Barclays Ag down this week. You want to take a stab at this one? Two percent, uh, one and a quarter, a little bit wow. more than one and a quarter. Uh, so not great. <laughs> it was the worst week for the S and P since 2016. I just read yeah, that. yeah. We've had an auspicious start to this week to this year, um, which is interesting. I'm sure next week we're going to have a whole bunch of um, charts uh, saying uh, if this week was bad, then how does it mean for the it other? Will, this will be the best year. For returns if this is the worst second yeah. week of Although January. I feel like I feel like last year we had a good first week and that meant we were going to have a good year. Um I, you know, I know there's some there are there are always those indicators. It's like, oh, the first two trading days. Technically we had a Santa Claus rally, right? Because oh, Monday was a good a good day. Um interest rates are rising. That's one of the things causing some of this problem here. Um I mean all and, the volatility we we saw it coming. I mean, every time there's a headline, everyone's looking for the perfect number on everything and any surprise just well, you see the reaction. Yeah, I guess the surprise this week was the FOMC minutes, right? Yeah. 
Which I find it funny. It takes so long for them to release those. I know, I know, but it, but if you'd asked anybody, do you think interest rates and inflation are going to be a thing this year? Everybody would be should would answer yes. So how we're getting caught flat-footed, or investors are getting caught flat-footed with rising rates is silly. But I think it's I think it was the minutes showing that the Fed was really going to be looking aggressive. to reduce the balance sheet. I mean. Yeah, remember too those meetings. Dude, these are just guys talking like us. You know, it's not yeah. policy. You know, so they call it casual FOMC call. meeting. Exactly. <laughs> it's the last one of the year. What do you guys want to talk about? Yeah. Hey. Well, what they can do is what we did today and order some ridiculously spicy chicken. <laughs> yeah, I'm still sweating. Uh, and speaking of casual Fridays, if if I don't see why anybody would know this, but on the first Friday of the month, uh, Jobs Day, right? Uh, we order, we order food in for the office this week. It was Eric's pick. And what is it? Angry chicken, spicy chicken. What's it called? Spicy birds, spicy birds, spicy birds. That's the good one. That's the good one. Uh, and I I can vouch. It was hot, like hot. I I got one level under nuclear and I was sweating. I've had it before and I I know what my limit is. And I got, I got a medium just because I didn't want to, you know, Start sweating profusely. Yeah, yeah. I think they mixed up my jar because it was, it was spicy. Nice. Well, hey, that's why we got it, right? <laughs> um, well, it was good chicken. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to go back soon, <laughs> but it was good. It was good. Um, well, and we, you know, I'll, I'll, before we get into the charts, we're talking about the first Friday of the month. Today was the jobs report, right? Um, maybe we can get into this a little bit more deeply next week. Or the next time we do this, which will be sooner than six months from now. Um, but uh, unemployment down, but the jobs report disappointed by by a lot. Yeah, it was um, a low number. But I mean, I that was lo- that was even low for people who were guessing low. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the mid range was was a, a lot, but it was was two hundred thousand? Is that what the number was? Uh, yeah, just short of two hundred thousand was the was the number. I think the expectations were closer north of 400, like four hundred. Yeah, four to five. Um, but I think they could. I think it's very possible that number gets revised. I mean, it, oh sure, that happens a lot with when there's a, such a disparity between the unemployment rate and the job ads. Yeah, well, and and you get well with all the all the COVID stuff also. There's, I mean, I don't think there's been an accurate number in the last twelve months. It <laughs> yeah. hasn't been like really, really revised. Um, but the unemployment number went down under know, four. Under I mean, four. I mean, that, damn. That's, that's full employment. Is that's pre-COVID levels almost, if if not exactly. Um, if you're not at full employment at three point eight or three point nine percent, when are you? When is an economy exactly. full employment? So, well, cool. Well, let's uh, let's jump in to uh, our first chart here, and we can get into you know talking about volatility right now that we're getting this week and and first of the year. Let's start by checking out. Um, the last year's volatility. So here we go. First chart of 2022 is a chart looking at 2021, right? So we're, this is this is something I posted this on LinkedIn actually this week um, because it kind of struck me. This is uh, this shows five percent pullbacks in a calendar year for the S and P 500. The orange line is, I chose this one. The next one is going to be Eric. So this is why I'm rolling with this. Um, this is, so it shows the orange line there. You can see in orange print, the, we average uh, nearly 
three five percent pullbacks in a year. And last year we had one, uh, and that one was in September actually was during the Evergrande. Was that really five percent? I thought it was like four. I guess it's on the chart. It must be real. Yeah, five point two. I think was the okay. actual number from from when from the peak to trough. Um, but still, look at That's surprising. Well, look at the year before. Um, 2019, we only had two, but especially, you know, the, it's, it seems some of these years that are pulling down the average were those years in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Right. Cause you look at two thousands and the 2010s, we get many more spikes there. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it looks, if you look at this chart and I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I know I was waiting for way more last year than what actually materialized yeah i think that just goes to show the amount of stimulus and and what exactly was being um kind of dumped the support the that the economy was getting right because this is the year we're gonna have to the it's gonna have the economy's Take gonna training have to wheels off training wheels. yeah and so uh um you know here you go lots of stimulus artificially low interest rates fed buying bonds i mean rates Rates were low. Everybody was risk on. Not yeah. much volatility. Um, it doesn't surprise me also that the one bout of 5% volatility came late in the year, right? Where all yeah. this is kind of starting to peter out a little bit. And um, I think the other thing it tells us, is even if we get back, well, there's no such thing as average. You can count on here the number of times we actually hit three. We're either above <laughs> or not below, there. right? Yeah. And so even if we revert to average, it's going to feel like we're getting killed. Not shown here is the fact that we have a 10% or more drop at least once a year or on average once a year. Um, and we didn't I mean, get one of those last year. It shows you that trying to time this stuff is, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's futile, but it you is. Know, if you, you wait for a 5% drop and you're missing a 15% run, you know, you, you're going to miss it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think one of the charts that we've done in the past was showing that, you know, if you if you miss the five best days of the year, which often come after the five roar, yeah, you, you like you submarine your returns by like half on the, in the calendar year. So, yep. um, so, so that's an, in, it's an interesting look back. And I think it's fair to say that we're going to see, um, we're going to see some volatility here this year. Hell, we've already seen it. We're already seeing it right now. Yeah. Um, the kind of volatility, had more volatility this week than all last year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Almost all last year. Um, let me um, get in here with, with your next chart. I hate fiddling around with this, but this is you're doing a great job. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Um, all right. So now we're going on. We're leaving last year in the dust, mercifully. And we're looking at your chart right now, which is uh, – all-time highs on day one you want to walk us through this one yeah i mean one it's uh you have to take these kind of charts with a grain of salt right i mean it's one day for right whole year one day. yeah 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 um and, and there's only been five of them yeah that's what i thought was i mean i guess that is rare out of 65 years or so just yeah. five times but and you don't want to mix up you know correlation with with causation or anything like that sure, sure. but I mean, if you look at these, uh, you know, one day gains, it, it, if you're a betting man, it, it looks like you're in for a good year. I mean, 80% of the time. Yeah. My, I, I'll be honest with you. This one feels like the sample size is so small. <laughs> it's like data yeah. science. You can, you can find any. Absolutely. Any correlation I, I think you want. If you're we can maybe it. chalk this one up as like interesting, but nothing to 
base your investment strategy on, right? Unlike the, unlike our last slide. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the last slide, at least it gives you, I think the last slide gives you a little bit of context about how serene last year was. Like if you, if you thought last year was bumpy, you really need to kind of examine Buckle what your up. challenge for risk is. Um, here, you know, it's interesting. It 20, I think it's also interesting that um, of the five, of the, of the six on this list, Half of them are um, in the last four years. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. In 2018, the full year was down 6% for the S&P. That's because rates were going up in October, November, December. And and Powell said that we were on autopilot, if you remember. Yeah. Um, and then we went on 60 Minutes and promptly took his foot out of his mouth the first week of January. Uh, 2020 had a big gain um, headed that in. Huge. That was kind of the runoff from a hell of a 2019. Um, but January was bad as COVID was starting to flare. And then you had a full year of government stimulus. And yeah, and, we know how that uh, ended. Yeah. So this is a, like, even all these years are kind of manipulated policy mistake in 2018. You could argue 2020 was uh, totally yeah, these normal. Aren't, these aren't normal years. So if there is such a thing, right? Yeah. I think there's, there's your takeaway, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> stop expecting normal years. Stop expecting 5% uh, three times a year, 5% drop three times a year. So, well, this is a good one. Well, we'll see. I don't know. We're we're behind the eight ball here in January. Uh, oh, we've got, so there's some, we've got some makeup to be done right here in in the January number, and and then God only knows for the full year here. We'll see what this chart looks like in 2023. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll check back. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Uh, so let's get out of this one here. If I can, if I can exit out of here. Um, two more left. Uh, this one. So the last we were we were looking at. Uh, let me get let me get full size here. Um, so the so we looked at last year. We looked at the start of this year. Now let's go forward here. This is the one that I chose for this next one. Um, as we go forward, we're looking that we're in year two of the presidential cycle, uh, and this shows that generally year two of the presidential cycle is the weakest. Um, it doesn't surprise me here. So let me, I'll walk through it a little bit. Year two on average is up 6% and on average is up 55 and a half percent of the time, which is lower than all three years in each way, both as much, how much it's up and how often it's up in that year. I can't say this is too terribly surprising, right? Because what it's also showing are election years, right? The, right. the, the second year and the fourth year, you're barreling towards an election. Uh, and in this case, the midterm election. I don't know. Do we need to worry about the election, Eric? I don't, I mean, I don't think so. Like uh, you're going to see, I guess, you know, lackluster performance compared to under other years. But I mean, for the most part, elections don't seem to impact returns. You know, if you look at, all years. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm not too worried about the election. Yeah. Uh, well, it's still positive more than half the time. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence when you have an entire congressional body running around telling you how bad it is and that they're the only ones who can fix it. Um, you know, it'll yeah. be, it, it's interesting also, I think if you look, maybe we can do this next week. If you look on the calendar year, um, how in, in election years, things kind of surge and wane, they're usually, um, when you get your returns in election year, it's usually in the last couple months of the year. That's, that's especially yeah. true of a presidential election year. Um, and so I don't and know. It's, it's presidential years are actually 
I think better than the average years. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you can see well year four of a presidential cycle here up eighty three point three percent of the time, um, versus you know the first two years are the are ten, are the are up the least often. I guess is the way of putting it. it. It's the percentage of time higher is lower. So anyway, I think the takeaway without getting because this is a, a little bit of a confusing chart because you have the percentage higher here on the left side and the percentage of time it's higher on the right side. Yeah, I, way, had to, I had to have you explain this chart to me right yeah. before we got. <laughs> I was like, what is looking at? But either way, either way, uh, year two is the weakest. Doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's the weakest. Oh, I forgot to change our little banner. There we go. Year two of the presidential cycle. Year two is the weakest. Um, so we'll see how this year shapes up. You know, again, the danger of statistics and averages and. Um, and yeah, the, the it seems to be just get more fewer and fewer normal years, whatever those are. So you have to look at the charts. Yeah, you know, I'm I don't even know. I, I used to wish for a normal year. Now I don't even know <laughs> what you're what wishing about. for. Yeah, what what on earth it's about? So take a look uh, here. We're going with the last one now. We're t- we're doing football. We're going right. We're going max statistic predictive. You pick this one. Why don't you walk us through it? Um. So first, I wanted to add a little bit of color to it. And that if you if you actually included when he won Tom Brady won the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, that increases his winning average to um, nine percent return. Okay. So what, what we're looking at here is years that Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, which happens a lot, a lot. And um, what happens when, when he wins and when he loses? So it, when he wins, it's good. So one, we do have to agree with LPL research that we don't advocate any kind of investment strategy based on the winner or loser of the Super Bowl. Sure. Um, so just get that out of the way. Um, but, you know, if, if it's pretty persuasive. I mean, he if he loses, the market's down 10%. And if he wins, it's up nine. So if I were a betting man, and uh, not, not to mention the fact that he wins 70% of the time. So if I were a betting man, and Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, I would bet on him and yeah. I, would, I would bet on the market too for that year. Well, he, so he wins more often than not yeah. and markets go up more often than not in the calendar year. Are you trying to say that Tom Brady has nothing to do? With <laughs> no, no, not at all. Cause that guy's a wizard. He is uh, every time you think he's out, he's in just ask the jets. Right. And so yeah. um, it, it is most certainly causal. Right yeah, with Tom Brady, but uh, I think uh, yeah, don't bet against either. Maybe is the takeaway from this. I guess yeah, I'll take that. This is a good one. As uh, I know, we don't do a whole lot of sports stuff here, and that's by design because not everybody's into that stuff. But um, this is a good one. As we get into January, January used to be Super Bowl time. Now Super Bowls in the February in February, which is uh, a travesty. Uh, yeah, you know. now they have the U.S. I saw a commercial for the USFL. Did you have you seen? Yeah. That? Yeah. Now we have spring ball. I mean, I, I, they're, everybody's just dying for content. They need stuff to sell, right? That's, uh, that's, that's all there is to it. So, so well, who, good. Do like? who do you like for the Super Bowl? Who do I like for the Super Bowl? You know, I don't know. I'm going to go so far as to say I don't care. Not because <laughs> I don't like football. I do. Um, I'm just hoping that my Niners get in there somehow. Get into the playoffs. Ooh. Um, I'm in the middle of trying to brainwash my kids into being 49er fans. I need some help from the 49ers to make that happen. Yeah. How about you? So so I should, um, don't open that package. I I just sent your, your kids, a a Patriots football. 
Oh, don't yeah, open it. No, I'll give that to the dog. So you're a Patriots fan. Yeah, you know, from from Boston. So, yep. So that makes sense. So yeah. Bruins, Celtics, Fox. Patriots. Yep. Red Sox. Well, good. Well, there you go. Title Town. You guys are. You guys went from uh, tortured to spoiled. Congratulations. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to be spoiled. I mean, I used to not watch the Super Bowl if the Patriots weren't in it. Well, that was a long time <laughs> yeah. for a while. Yeah. And now, now you're spoiled. Right. Well, you've got the second coming with Tom Brady, so congratulations on that as well. <laughs> You know, um, well, good. Well, I think we'll leave it there, Eric. Happy Friday! We made it through the first week of fifty-two. Just fifty-one more to go. Um, I'm not going to bother googling how many days until Christmas, but uh, it'll be here before we know it. Uh, so, anyway, hopefully the supply chain has worked out so we can order our presents a little later in the year. God willing, yeah, supply chain and everything else for that matter. So, well, good. All right, have it. Have a good weekend. And uh, let's do it again sooner than later. No more six month, uh, no more six month hiatus. Sounds good, man. All right, have a good weekend. Take care. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with, and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein. 